What's up, everyone, and welcome to the 19th episode of the Envision Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Brad's Gaming, and as always, I'm joined by Clownish Joe. Hello, everyone. And Triple Bravo. Howdy, folks. So I wanted to ask you guys, as we've had two games that I could think of in the past week come out, and I don't know if we've even talked about anything since I've been super busy with the house and stuff, but... um. What are you guys' thoughts on Far Cry 6 and Metroid Dread? Are you guys picking any of them up or anything? <laughs> uh, Joe, go ahead. Give us that Give us that uh, opinion of Dread. I don't play modern 2D platformers. Boom. I've never played a Metroid game. This isn't going to be my first. If I'm going to play one, it's going to be the original. Yeah. The NES one? Yeah. Hey. I've never played any of them. I'm I recommend not... uh, definitely Super Metroid first. Uh, or all of them. <laughs> oh, I, I think we also ought to, ought to mention that uh, Brad is currently traveling. So if he sounds yeah. different, we're, we're sorry. Uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm traveling for work. I'm hoping this doesn't become a norm, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, but at least I'm, I, I was able finished. to bring <laughs> a decent mic. Anyways, go on, Joe. I've heard very good things about Metroid Dread and seen some screenshots that had it in like the not 2D perspective, and the game looks really pretty. To the point where like I kind of looked at it and I was like, ah, do I break my own rule and be disappointed? But uh, I haven't pulled that trigger yet. Far Cry 6... Um, in the words of Brad, I'll wait a month until it's on sale for 20 bucks. <laughs> Probably the best quote I've ever had. <laughs> Interesting. So if I'm going to play a 2D, 2.5D platformer, I'm going to play Fist, Forge, and Shadow Legend. Straight up. Uh, I'm not that big of a Metroid fan, so I'm just going to go play the indie game that I, that I have interest in, that I haven't picked up yet, and Far Cry 6 exact same as you guys like it, it i'm gonna wait until it's on sale you guys are gonna pick it up i'm gonna get a little bit of fomo and i'm gonna get it too and that's that's, what's gonna happen. <laughs> that's i feel like that's what's gonna end up happening for us is one of us is gonna up. get it and then pew, pew, the other two go flying off yep because i was just telling joe bravo why did I waste my money on that stupid Nickelodeon All-Stars brawl? First off, not stupid at all. I, you take it back. I played it for literally 15 minutes, and we've never touched it again. We? <laughs> because you haven't been around since, Brad. I've played it solo. I, Bravo's played it solo. I, I, I play it, it every day. <laughs> well, Bravo's a diehard. Uh, I played it solo one time, I think, without you guys. And I was like, Me yeah, too, but it was still solo, okay? This does feel a little more like a party game. Um, it's for sure. It's a game for that we wanted to play as a community. Yeah. yeah. So we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do it again soon. Yeah, we ought <laughs> to do it. For it. We'll set up some dates and we'll just have it as a weekly thing. <laughs> so I've got my mm -hmm. capture card installed. I ordered HDMI cables finally today, uh, and whenever I do, I'll have the switch set up finally in my office instead of the living room. So I plan on playing the my Switch games in between other games, or like whenever I'm waiting for Joe or Brad or whatever. Like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play it, and also have the ability to stream it to the Discord or whatever, capture it for blah blah blah. 
but uh yeah it's it, it i play it every day usually whenever i'm bored with work i'll just like jump in a game and uh beat somebody up with cat dog or something it's not That's like i play a lie. ton i don't i don't believe you we know every day when you're taking a poop ski that's when you're playing it. I have that's... I have tried that and <laughs> it did not go well. I have to focus too much <laughs> on I the game or the game. on the game or the. I can't be playing video games at the same time. Uh. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm gonna get confused and and wipe with the switch. Like it's <laughs> which hand's dominant? I can't remember. Depends, depends on how intense the poop ski is. Sometimes you gotta get fully naked. Like to the there's. One. There's some physics behind it where if you're in the bathroom with your switch, there's some amount of the particles that are getting Stop on, it. in, and around the switch, okay? Okay. So in regards <laughs> to the capture card, I also picked up a capture card over the past week and going to be recording some oldies here soon. And that's the end of that conversation. <laughs> I, thought, I was waiting. That'll was be like, no. well, like, what, what oldies do you have queued up? Like, <laughs> continue the thought. <laughs> Nope, I just wanted just some oldies. I'm thinking like Elvis and Beach Boys. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh God. Uh, I just wanted to get off of Bravo's poop talk, but (laughs) no, I plan on playing. So I want to play through the original Silent Hill and go through all that series because outside of the first one, I have never played them. Um, on top of that, I do have Banjo Kazooie, Banjo and Tooie. I want to go through. As well as the Turok games on the N64. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. I want to put myself through that torture. I want to do it. Uh, I I was in the same position as Joe like two years ago. I had the N64. I was all excited. I'm like, ooh, Turok games. These are going to be real fun. They're brutal. Pop the first one. And I was like, I I couldn't even get through the first level. It was so bad. Also... <laughs> Duke Nukem is pretty high up there on my list to get through as well. Never beat them, but I played countless hours of them. The PS1 games I actually want to play through. They're like the third third person, whatever, action games, yeah. kind of. I don't know. They seem like they would probably age a tiny bit better than the one analog stick first person shooter games. Well, you're wrong and stupid. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Speaking of aging, I cannot wait to talk about the game that I chose for this week's episode. Speaking <laughs> I, of this week's episode. Uh, speaking of this week. <laughs> yeah, but actually, I think Bravo had a question for us, though, that he already forgot about. No, I I would like to know, since I believe the game or the mode dropped today, is your thoughts on the new Hearthstone Mercenaries? Yes, so I... Worked from home today and definitely did not play during my shift, but played before and after, not during, if anybody from there is listening. And it played quite a bit of it. Um, the mode is really interesting. It takes inspiration from Slay the Spire and like combines it with Hearthstone in a way. And it's pretty cool how you like gather up your mercenary team and it has a rock, paper, scissors mechanic based on who beats who and has advantage on who. And yeah, it's pretty cool. It. Uh, my biggest complaint with it is I don't know World of Warcraft lore, and there's some like bonuses that are like, oh, all Alliance members get plus these stats, and I'm just like, 
All I know is orcs aren't an alliance. Like you can tell me anybody else, and I have no idea what they are. Humans sound like they're probably alliance. I, I don't know. There might be bad humans. We're pretty messed <laughs> up race. He's pretty much the exact same as me. I only know that the orcs are the horde, and humans are alliance. I don't know anything else. But yeah, that's probably my biggest complaint. Uh, game mode is really fun. Uh, I've played a good bit of hours of it so far, and uh, I'm definitely gonna play play some more. I'm not paying anymore. But yeah, it's. Do you worth have to pay out. for it? No. Hmm. No, it's a free to play mode. Um, Does it, it have has... any like pay to win kind of mechanics where you can like upgrade your dudes? Yep. For money. Kind of. I I uh... think it is pretty pay to win honestly um i don't know 100 percent, but so <clears throat> in the packs you you could have pre-ordered um i pre-ordered the one diablo one just because i thought the diablo was a pre-order ex exclusive i didn't realize that you could just open him naturally um and unlock him or whatever so i was like yeah whatever and it's not a big deal to me um but they do have like a welcome bundle which Honestly, I think it's worth it. You know, if you play it for free, it's five bucks and you get like 10 packs and a random legendary minion. So it's not a bad deal for something that you can have a couple hours of fun. And the only thing, though, is when you open the packs, you get these coins and the coins upgrade your like your abilities that you choose. Which seems to be the kind of like Pokemon Unite where you know you pump, put the money in and you can upgrade an item Fast or something and everyone else yeah yes yeah. but you do I was gonna get say them that. just from grinding yeah so it's like a it's a pay to get to the end faster yeah. but yeah over time the pay to win aspect is degraded but not gone mm -hmm. so i don't one of the things that really i'm not sure about which is only going to come in time is does the single player content fall off completely um at, at some point you know there is a pvp aspect to it and which neither of us have tried but um i don't know how pvp would work and i don't even know if it's worth playing it or anything um yeah it's something we won't know until we try is it yeah. is it locked or is it just something you haven't gotten into yet it's air quote locked it's locked behind uh, like a hundred gold, which you can get from like sneezing in the game, basically. <laughs> um, it's really simple. You but, have to um, pay a hundred gold per match? No, just, just to unlock the are arena per oh, se. Weird. Okay. But Brad, do you have any more on that expansion you'd like to talk about? I mean, um you you pretty much covered the real basics of I guess the mechanics of it. I I'm loving it and I can't wait to kind of delve into it a little bit more but um like i said i'm just afraid that in about like two days it's going to be one of those things is like oh yeah that was fun and now that my guys are like level 30 and there's nothing really else to do it's just waiting for blizzard to release more content for it which will be in six months to a year probably yeah i can see that but uh I, I came up with a question after everyone else is asking all these questions here for us. Back for Blood, uh, the creators of the Left 4 Dead series, new game, 
uh, released these past few days. Have you guys taken a look at that at all or had any interest in picking that up? Yeah, I took a look at it <laughs> the day it came out and it had 72 reviews. And I'm like, hmm, I'll probably wait. And then uh, about three hours later, it had uh, several thousand reviews. And then I would look it up again, but uh, my Steam is broken. But uh, yeah, it, it's got very positive reviews currently. And I thought that it had some strange issues during beta, like connectivity or some some stuff. But I, I, I couldn't remember. I, I'm completely willing to play it. The the Left for Dead type stuff is uh, is right up my alley, especially with friends. Wink, I wink. was um, I was a huge fan of Left for Dead One, um, on the 360. I played it so much that my my disc wouldn't read anymore because I left my 360 on for so long. <laughs> and then I was a really dumb teenager in high school, and I read online that to fix it, they said to throw your disc in the freezer. So I did that. <laughs> <laughs> and it actually worked it like cooled down the disc or something because my i think it was from the 360 being so hot or something weird i don't know what it was but anyways um i put countless hours into like 2000 plus and uh, got oh, every achievement in the game everything all right so brad's a, a low-key uh god at these kind of games I used to. Um, I don't know how because you can't hit the routes yeah. out of a barn when it comes to first person shooters. Did you just it's melee all the time, or no? You didn't. You didn't need to aim. <laughs> That's a nice thing. No aiming necessary. Um, and <laughs> I I learned a lot of like back then there were like some speedrun strats that you can kind of go through some stuff and I just was trying to be the achievement hunter guy back then. Mm. Um, I think I told Joe that. Um. So that game was kind of like one of the starts of it. And Left 4 Dead 2 I played a lot of, but less than one. And I honestly would love to play it, but just kind of on the fence of picking it up for 60 bucks right now. That's all. Definitely one I want to dabble in if we have a group to dabble with. No interest in playing it solo. Yeah. It's more of like I would buy it right now if I didn't have to probably buy a dresser tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) so it's one of those things like yeah yeah i just bought a couch and a table all the stuff and it was like over four thousand dollars well maybe you can just eat on the floor i need a table yeah we already got a table i don't know why we get another table well (laughs) it is a real nice table but (laughs) i thought Maybe it's a different house I'm thinking about, but I thought this house came fully furnished. No, there was a house that we were looking at that was um, fully furnished, but um, it did come with a table and chairs in the sunroom. Nice. But um, And a refrigerator that didn't work. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to get a, into it. A laundry <laughs> set that's... And hookups the, were the, covered. Yeah, the hookups that were buried in a wall that guy had a... <laughs> Unbury and they kept all the pipes and the and shower that yeah. made the basement rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's he's got the look of like PTSD on his face, folks. Uh, it's glorious. <laughs> I think we gotta end this episode now. <laughs> let's, let's get into the main thing. Back to Kusloff. Yeah. I'm never gonna financially recover from this. 
I'm not. I look at the bill and I'm just like, oh, dear Lord. Uh, so what we decided to do today um, is because we mainly wanted to talk about Silent Hill 1 and oh, Silent Hill franchise and the Resident Evil franchise for the horror month, we couldn't really figure out two other franchises to go along with it. So we did our one episode of the recap. And then this one is going to be just us picking three random horror games that either we wanted to play or whatever it was. Um, so each of us just decided to choose something, played it for the past week or so, and uh, are just going to give our you know impressions, review, whatever you want to call it. And does anybody want to jump in first? Probably. Or... I'll do it. Of my own accord and not influenced by other people. So was our horror expert of the group. So <laughs> I, I am the horror expert. Check out last week's episode if you'd like to know why. So I chose Dead Space. I have always been interested in the game and uh, really liked the movie, which is Dead Space Downfall. Yeah, it's an animated movie if you haven't seen it. You should check it out. It's pretty darn good. Is there a uh, a second one too? I think there's another one called Aftermath as well. Could hmm. be mistaken. Yes, it's a prequel to Dead Space Two. Okay. And a sequel to Dead Space Downfall. Oh. Hmm. Okay. I, I can't remember if I've seen both of them, but that for some reason just came into my mind. So on my video. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. It. it it really uh it's really really good uh but so having the knowledge of the movie i would don't want to say ruined the game for me but i kind of knew the gist of everything like of course the monsters and whatnot but also like the overarching story but diving deep into the game i really really like it it, it honestly really holds up for a 2008 game it still holds up today, and it has some boons in that aspect because it's a dark uh, space shuttle station, so you don't have a whole lot of other things other than just, like, riveted sheet metal, so that's easy to, like, last through the years, and it's a dark game, so you don't get to the, to see the low-quality uh, textures except for in a couple instances where it was pretty bright. And you could you could see a difference, but it still looked really good. The UI is phenomenal. I love the UI. The way that the the everything on the character, for one, uh, is it means something. Like your health bar is the LED strip on your back, or not LED, but just like the strip on your spine. Your user interface on your right arm is like your player menu that isaac actually looks at like if you scroll to the top left of your menu he'll look there scroll to the bottom right he'll look there that's really cool and it's like a subtle detail you pick up uh you know vods of different things like people's personal journals or whatever and you can like rotate around it i i was just blown away especially being that it's a 2008 game i was like oh my god this is amazing <clears throat> getting to the story aspect of it I feel like I feel like they kind of throw you into it pretty quick, okay? With my vast knowledge of horror uh that I have, it seems like they could have they could have pulled like an alien type 
thing where they don't show the creature until like you know an hour into the movie or like a couple hours into the game instead within the first i don't know five minutes maybe less that shows you a bad a big bad guy and you're like oh here you go it's a creative choice but go ahead how did you uh how did you feel about that did did you feel like that messed with the pacing from what you noticed for like a horror standpoint or um did it feel kind of good to like jump in and you're like ooh, all right i'm already fighting and the guys are coming at me you know so the things like that don't i don't know i don't know if i have an opinion about that canonically things making sense are what matter to me so this station is completely overran with monsters if you were to crash land onto a station with nurgle type zombies that are just like hungry for blood or whatever you're obviously going to get attacked right off the bat so that makes a lot of sense to me so you can't really you can't really complain about that but uh it's just it's just a it's just a story choice and leading into that i feel like this is not really a horror type game it's more like a thriller you know get rid of the jump scares that you know like oh there's a body sometimes with an overhead light shining on it you're like this this is gonna yeah this is gonna jump at me isn't it and you walk up there and you give it a stomp or you shoot it and it jumps at you and you're like okay well you know that's not obvious it's a jump scare sure but it's like it's like a thriller type story still really good don't get me wrong the setting the lighting the uh even strangely enough isaac i think unless it's like supposed to be in his head i'm pretty sure his breathing changes through the game uh it does okay cool i I couldn't really tell because uh, like sometimes you hear like whispers of whatever going on around him i'm like maybe this is supposed to be like ghostly breathing i don't know but it was really really cool i haven't finished the game i plan to i plan to play through the whole doggone series it's on the uh, ea access which i pay for the game pass stuff so i i get it for free which was really cool because i was literally hovering the purchase button on steam and i was like wait a second and then joe told me that it was on the game pass and i was like ah i saved myself 60 dollars <laughs> dead space for me is one of my favorite horror games of all time um so actually, going along with the Back for Blood when we were talking about that Left 4 Dead, when I picked up my 360 in 2008, um, it was like that Christmas, I believe, or maybe it was 2007. Not 100% sure. Whenever it came out, um, that Christmas, basically, I got the Left 4 Dead, Dead Space, and Bioshock all together. And I, those three, I don't know if it's just because it was like, Christmas time and I played those games a ton and they sat with me so well or they just are that good of games but all of them are some of my favorite games of all time and uh, Dead Space similarly I tried to I was only one achievement away from doing it and it was beating out in the hardest difficulty is the only one I didn't do which it was um, because you have to unlock it after being in hard mode you get a harder mode and um, the game is phenomenal i'm super pumped for the remake master make make whatever it is resurrected i'm pretty sure i'm kidding (laughs) it's a it's a remake 
Yeah, I, I, uh, I also really like Isaac's suit and Isaac's personality. Like he's just—he's not like a a soldier. He's not a a charismatic individual. He's just a dude. I think he's like an electrical or a mechanical engineer. Or yep. maybe IT. I don't know. <laughs> but he's just a yeah, dude. He's a mechanic. I think he's a mechanical engineer for the ship. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, yeah. your first main weapon is literally a plasma cutter. Yeah, yeah. Which is freaking hilarious because the station is a mining operation, I think, for asteroids. And all the weapons you pick up, I'm assuming, are just mining equipment. But it's future tech mining equipment. So it's like a laser cutter or plasma cutter or you know something that shoots saw blades i don't know but it's really it's really cool uh the the weapons i only have two weapons so far and they're they're really neat i like how the sights aren't i want to say like ergonomical for killing things because it's not supposed to be for killing things so that you know they could have easily just given it uh, given it like regular aiming sights you know and made it easier on the player but instead it's like no this is for cutting metal or shaping things so have fun shooting the limbs off this creature that's flailing in front of you speaking of flailing i had to tweak with some settings because it runs strangely on pc sometimes uh which i had to look up a youtube video but basically the game is tied to the FPS, and since PCs are tuned better, uh, perform better these days, like you can get some really strange things where like doors and creatures and lighting and stuff mess up. I didn't get it too bad, but I got one where like a dude was like floating in the air, and I was like, ah, uh, is this part of the horror? <laughs> uh, uh, and, and then uh, oh, I had something else. You guys, uh, did you did you play with mouse and keyboard or did you use controller? I have a mouse and keyboard. Uh, I, I need... heard that the game actually. Well, this was from Steam, and when I last looked at it, I heard that it also controls a little rough, mouse and keyboard wise. I will agree um, with that. And that's because it was pretty much built from the ground up for a controller, and they mm-hmm. kind of like most things just threw a PC port together. Just like, here you go, yeah, PC port. The I couldn't get the, the aiming to tweak properly where no matter how sensitive or how uh, loose the controls were, I always felt like I was moving more than the character was. You know, like I, I move like like across my whole pad to get him <laughs> to aim at a thing. Like it's, well, it's almost spinning in circles yeah. playing the game. <laughs> yeah. So the one thing that uh, I've played Dead Space as well. Uh, I played the first two, never the third one, because I heard it was bad and didn't want to taint the series to myself. Uh, The one thing that surprises me, Bravo, is you don't consider it particular horror. You said more of a thriller. And I find that uh, interesting because it's like very stereotypical of a survival horror game. But I think pretty much across the board, most of us would agree, like, the other big ones, Resident Evil and Silent Hill, aren't scary. They're just more like atmospheric with it being survival horror. Mm. And I just thought that was an interesting take of how you took it as yeah. someone who's not as familiar. Yeah, I don't know. It, it. Whenever I think horror, I think like 
I, I need to go turn on the lights in my room because I'm scared. Uh, because the, I guess thinking about it now, I guess it would be like the setting or the environment has caused me to think in such a way that I'm a, you know, that I'm scared of, you know, some ghost grabbing me in the dark. But this is just like, it's almost just enjoyable to play and see the next thing that happens. I'm not necessarily scared. I'm not necessarily freaked out. It's probably because I, I like those kind of movies. Like I've seen Dead Space movie, stuff like that, like Aliens and whatnot. It's, it's all very, very similar cliche now, maybe not back in 2008. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been done before in my eyes because I'm not, in 2008 so mm. i don't know I, I don't know it's definitely just like a enjoyable kind of a carnival ride to play through i'm definitely enjoying it and it fits the horror category because spooky nurgle zombies in a space station with dark lighting i don't know what do you think brad you're quiet you're thinking you got your thinking cap on. Um, I'm trying to think of, I guess, how to... Because um, based on how you're describing horror, when I mean, then there are almost zero horror games. Because e. there's not... Is the only one <laughs> there's, not to mind. there's not many that really are like, oh my god, I gotta turn the lights on, it's so spooky. It's more of, like you said, the um, the atmosphere, the monster designs, maybe just zombies in general you know stuff that fits the typical horror you know catalog or whatever that you'd get from a movie like you know think of like um day of the dead or you know whatever like zombie movie you could think of right mm-hmm. um it's like if you th- like resident evil like joe was saying it's not scary at all um i mean because it's old that's the thing. Like the original Resident Evil, it's like it's not very scary. Yeah. I uh I'm curious, Bravo. You've played a little bit of the first Resident Evil reboot. Would you say Dead Space is more or less horror than Resident Evil? So far. I know you haven't got very far into it, but just comparing the amounts you have played. Hmm. Hmm. I would probably I would probably put Dead Space as more of a horror because in the three hours that I've played Dead Space, I don't know if it's three hours, maybe more or less, but I've ran into a whole lot more big bads. So, you know, just in my mind, I'm like, well, I fought like two zombies in Resident Evil and one was obvious yeah, I, well, most of them were obvious, actually. I don't know. I, hmm. I think the setting is better for Dead Space, if I'm going to be honest. The Resident Evil just kind of, like, throws you in it. And, like, hey, here's some zombie dogs that chase you into a mansion. And then you split apart and it doesn't really make a lot of sense. But in Dead Space... It's probably because it's maybe a little more... Maybe it's like more generic, like it's you're in a mansion with some zombies and Yeah. Um generic now because Yeah, because it's it <laughs> yeah. made it. It, yeah. it it's also like uh <laughs> going back to the canonical thing where things like have to make sense for me to enjoy them. 
if I if the three of us were uh, walking through the woods and we saw like zombie dogs with part of their bodies missing and their face falling off or whatever, the the last thing I would want to do is split apart from you guys and go search a brand new like mansion uh, <laughs> for whatever reason. You know, I'd be like, Joe, I'm sticking on you. We're Brad, we don't care what you do, but me and bro are a couple. I'd be Barry. <laughs> I'm actually really excited to see Bravo uh, get through more of the Resident Evil as somebody who has no knowledge of the series, no knowledge of any of the characters, nothing. It's uh, The bit he played was actually really fun watching him experience it for the first time. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I was sadly busy, but I don't know, maybe this weekend... Maybe you can get a little little tiny bit in for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, maybe a little bit. Pretty pretty, please. Yeah, I'll beg. <laughs> yeah, that's um, all I got. I think uh, the next weeks, I can we we I can come back and um, maybe give a little bitty update before the next subject topic that we talk about uh, mm-hmm. on my Dead Space and Resident Evil. I, Obviously, I'm I trying think, to have um, Resident Evil done by the final week of this month, but. I think um, one thing to go to give Dead Space a little boost, though, is the the monsters themselves. I think it was like a really clever idea of what they did, and they actually did a lot of research. Um, they like basically brought in like dead bodies and cadavers and whatnot, and studied like what applies decomposition and stuff. If you cut a leg off, whoa! I I don't know about I don't know all the details or whatever, but um because the necromorphs which are the the bad guys in it they're basically morphed humans from Mm -hmm. one of the creatures that turns them into necromorphs basically at one point you see them basically transform a body into one Mm -hmm. it's pretty it, it i think it's a really cool um take on a scary creature that honestly i think it's probably the the best new scary creature I've seen in a long time. Because, like, zombies are generic. They're dead people. Mm. And it's cool that you shoot their head off and they still come at you. There's nothing. Yeah. It doesn't do anything. We should watch uh, Dead Space Downfall together. You have a little watch night. Because one thing I've been trying to look for, but maybe it's just because, like, the mechanics of of, of gaming wasn't there in 2008... But in the movie, if you like shotgun blast or like saw one of those things partially in half, there's a there's a point where a guy gets like almost chopped in half and or or a zombie almost gets chopped in half and the split become like it morphs and becomes like these teeth, like like almost like its own mouth, like it's unkillable and it like mutates right in front of your eyes or like. You chop off a hand that's a blade, and the shorter arm just like morphs down to a smaller blade. Like it's just like a constant killing machine, and I you don't really see that in the game. So there is, and it's later in the game. There is like an unkillable creature. Stop spoiling for him. At one point. God, Brad, don't spoil Jesus. the 2008 video game for me. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Joe came over here. We had a game. It was like three months old i'm like eh, i'm not gonna spoil it joe's like i don't care i'm spoiling it right now 
talking about a game that's over 10 years old. So. But Bravo is in the middle of playing it, and you're just telling him, like, oh, this is going to happen. He watched a movie, and he's like, there's this thing that happens in it. It's like, there is an incredible thing. That's it. Oh, well, yeah. Brad, tell us, tell us about your game of the week. Yeah. I'm not telling you. Joe, I'm gonna what, ruin what it do you got you. here? What do we got? Okay. <laughs> so I wanted to play a horror game that I have not experienced in the slightest, and scrolling through Steam, just trying to decide something to pick on, I stumbled across Visage which I learned is the French word for face, I believe. I could be completely wrong, but that's what I read. He made that up. All of it. Even <laughs> a game, actually. Visage but, uh, or visage? Yes. It's <laughs> a regional thing, I guess. Yes. V- a visage. But uh, this game stood out to me because I watched the trailer of it and I went, wow, this game looks a little bit like P.T., uh, and the more I watched and the more I was like, this is, you know, the spirit child of PT. And so I picked it up and started playing it. And Brad watched a tiny bit of it when I first started. I streamed a bit of it and uh, they definitely nail the like uh, mood for the game and like the dark, long hallways in the home and, you know, set that unease in you nice and early. I've. I thought this game was a lot shorter than it is. It turns out that there's now four chapters of this game, which is like over 15 hours worth of gameplay. And it's like a $25 game. So I was not expecting that. Uh, gameplay wise, we'll come back to. I actually only got through one chapter. Uh, I may not even be completely done with the chapter from my knowledge. But uh, I also learned I went out of order and I started with the Dolores chapter. And Dolores is, I don't know if it's like a grandmother or like the mother of the family, but she's an older lady. And you are basically looking for her child or grandchild. And you got to, you know, go through the home and the home like changes as you go through it. And so you like go up into the attic and you drop down into like the master bedroom and there's like a crib for like a small toddler like a large baby big big baby no small toddler or a large (laughs) yeah you get what i'm saying yep like in between and it's there's a lot of nods to silent hill uh there's one ladder you go up and like everything becomes like that foggy you know cliche silent hill look and like you can go you actually get out of the house going through one way and it has pretty much the same thing and like you walk if you walk try walking down the road to like just leave the house uh the smoke gets like heavier and heavier and you end up just like walking back into where you started by this playground and then uh the game is phenomenal for horror um Brad, I'm actually glad you didn't watch through a lot of it with me because I would love you to get your hands on this game because it's right up your alley as well. Uh, some of the complaints I have with the gameplay itself, uh, I'm not a fan of like having to click and hold and like drag open a door. Like I'm physically opening a door. I'd rather just hit the button. Um, there's also like items throughout the house. Like you could pick up almost everything, like little cups on the ground you could pick up and look through. And it has... I'm the type of guy that looks for everything because I don't want to miss the key and have to search through the home again. So whenever there's a shelf that has 50 cups on it, I'm up here shaking every cup upside down to make sure nothing falls out. (laughs) 
Sounds like it'd be a great game for VR. It would. It would be phenomenal. Um, so whenever it comes to some of the scares, it does really good and it has like a sanity meter similar to Phasmophobia in a way. So like the more insane you are from being in the dark or unlit rooms and the more like paranormal things you witness, the faster your insanity goes down. Faster your insan or lower your insanity, the more paranormal and whatnot happens. And then that's where you end up meeting Dolores and get shanked in the gut a couple of times or thrown in the oven. Yes, she puts you in the oven. It sounds actually um, a lot like Amnesia. So Amnesia has the same thing yeah. where you can yeah. get a drag pull from the door, can yeah, turn over every cup. and Basically um, the love child of Amnesia and PT. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what I've witnessed. But one of the coolest scenes I've seen in a video game you actually go through this one I don't remember if it's like a mirror you break and go through or the doorway uh, but it's like a spiraling hall like if you were to take a straight hallway and grab it on both ends and just twist opposite directions and like you're walking down it and like spinning and it's just really cool of a scene and gives you like that weird like something's obviously not right with this house feeling or something's not right with your character's head having discovered what the actual story is but uh the scares of the game definitely are like it'd be something just like a flickering light or like you'll be walking with a lighter out and you'll set candles on like the pedestals and like you'll just be walking and you'll just hear them get blown out and you're just like oh no i'm not gonna turn around because i know she's gonna be right there and then you turn around and like you see her flash in the end of the hallway and you're just like okay like this is how it's gonna be and then it's all dark and then there's areas which all of a sudden your lighter won't light conveniently which is something that put me off a little because it just seems a little too forced to me but uh there was also like times where you're going through the home and like there's just a guy standing at the end of the hallway and every time like you look and like you actually look at him for a second he'll just like start walking and you're like oh you know i gotta go follow this guy this nothing's gonna pop out and scare me but the game does a really good job of not focusing so much on jump scares as it does like the just the general feeling of unease, which uh, as a PT fan and somebody who really wished that would have became a thing, it feels really good to get your hands on, you know, something that's quite frankly and very openly inspired by PT. So I'm, I'm actually interested in this game. I watched the trailer and I really like the uh creative world design of games so like alice in wonderland type stuff the i don't know what you call like the infinity stair stairway rooms and the twisting hallways and the willy wonka weird stuff that that kind of stuff's really cool so to see that kind of whether it be psychological or actual uh alterations to the world around the character that's really really cool I'd play it almost for just that. Yeah, so um, I saw probably not even get it 10 minutes of, of the game from Joe, and it definitely has great atmosphere. Um, from what I'm hearing from Joe, like that tension that you get in some of these games is what really... That, that honestly is the scariest thing of a horror game to me. It's not anything else. Um, 
So I can't ever remember the name of that game that Joe made me play. But oh. man, uh, there is a demo of a game. We'll have to link it at some point. Um, I, I'll pull up the name. I have it on my Steam wish list. Yeah. So I forget. Joe, Joe made me play this demo of this game. And I... Uh, I broke Brad. Brad was like, I like horror. And I was like, oh yeah, here. <laughs> this game was... It did quite well with scaring me. But I, I also am, I get scared easily, but I like it. It's a good thing. Oh, the game is called Lurk in the Dark, and it was the prologue. The game never actually became a thing, or it's still in the hopes of becoming a thing. Yeah, it, it would be pretty sad if it didn't, because they did very, very well with it. Um, yeah, that game was wonderful. It felt very polished, too. Um so is there any combat in this game at all? To the point I am, I haven't had any like direct combat currently. Um I'm not saying that there's not because like there's a good portion of it where you're walking around with like a sledgehammer and like crowbar. So I don't know if it's just that maybe the chapter I'm in doesn't have combat currently. But uh it, the game really isn't focused it's more of a puzzle uh type game almost a walking simulator i guess you can consider from what i've experienced so far and it's definitely an atmospheric oriented horror game uh it's not like you're running into dolores around every corner and she's just like harassing you and something like that it's very like tone setting and like you experience her in small quantities but like when you do you you know you get the blood pumping yeah, I. This is just my personal opinion. Um, I've always kind of doesn't mean that they're bad games or anything because clearly, like I said, that one, uh, that one demo that lurk in the lurk in the dark. darkness, dark, dark, whatever, yeah, didn't have any combat. Super scary. Basically, it was kind of like puzzle orientated about it. But um, thing is, I feel like if there isn't combat too. Um, or at least you don't have a way to defend yourself. It feels like the game's always kind of lacking somewhat because Outlast kind of was that way for me. Like, I really enjoyed Outlast, but I feel like if it just had a little bit of combat, it would have maybe pushed the game up a little bit. I, I'm not saying I know how they would have done it or whatever, but just saying it would have been nice to have a little bit of combat in Outlast. But, um, yeah, no, the game does look amazing. I'm, and I didn't realize it was that cheap. It's only you said twenty five bucks, right? I believe twenty five. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy too, for for what you're getting. It may so. be thirty, but it's not more than thirty. Yeah. Anybody else got anything to say about Visage? If you like horror, it's definitely one to put on the list, especially if you're somebody who's played PT and enjoyed it and wanted to see what it be, could have become. It's definitely a good spiritual success. for the non-horror experts that like people like us what would pt actually stand for so a person could go look it up if they weren't familiar wasn't it, it i think it just stood for playable test didn't it playable trailer playable trailer yeah i mean i linked you a video to watch in case you had well, no we, who we've never seen it we've referenced pt but we didn't actually say what it was gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it was essentially going to be the next Silent Hill game. 
but it got scrapped. Yeah, Hideo Kojima was making it the guy who made Metal Gear Solid. And um, essentially, he just made the trailer. He was teaming up with Guillermo del Toro, whatever that guy's name is. Uh, and um, whatever Daryl from The Walking Dead's name is that I can't think of. Norman right Reedus. Yeah. Um, and then, lo and behold, all of them went over to Death Stranding. So, um, who Completely knows? Completely different games. Yeah. It's wild. If you haven't checked out PT yet, at Bravo, you ever wanted to be a UPS delivery man, Death Stranding. That's what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, so um, I guess we'll move on to my game, the final one here. I chose a game that I actually played a little while ago, um, just because, like, uh, no surprise. Uh, I've been super busy, but this one I played recently and I remembered a good chunk of it. I went back and actually I streamed the entire thing, watched it all over again and just wrote down because I listened to what I said. So I know what my opinions were and I remember um, game called back in 1995 and it had the whole PS1 era Silent Hill Resident Evil vibes. So it was made by one guy. And he he basically made it because he wanted to make something that reminded him of the PS1 era. Duh. And this honestly was the first game, like indie game, to actually have the aesthetics of a PS1 game. So I thought that was kind of neat. Just a little research that I did. Because um, it came out in 2000, 2016. Um, so I kind of broke this up my i wrote down i jotted down some notes and whatnot i i wrote down like positive and negatives to the game and i'll just give you kind of my rundown of everything so i originally was drawn to it just because looking through i was like oh it's got a nice graphic style you watch a little bit of combat doesn't look too bad or anything looks looks decent so i'm like perfect and on top of that um game normally is 10 bucks and i've seen it go as low as like a dollar 99 i believe on sale so pretty cheap game then i pop it in and i start streaming it and uh let's go over some of the positives obviously graphic style brought me in right so that's going to be a positive so it looked like crap yeah yeah confirmed <laughs> confirmed look like look confirmed. like poopy mm -hmm. look like a little, little poopy um little poopski and I, I guess I didn't know where to put this, <laughs> but I guess technically that's all that's positive to the game. You, you, you put it in the toilet. <laughs> that's where it goes. Yeah. The poopski um, goes in the toilet. So here's the neutral. Is, um, the <laughs> the <item>. neutral. <laughs> the uh, neutral. Neutral. Its name is this. It has a blank, like... <laughs> So the, the positive one. is it looks like crap. <laughs> yeah, positive it looks like a PS1 I game. I freaking love Brad's <laughs> reviews. <laughs> uh, boy. So, um, yeah, you can see where this is going. Um, neutral stuff, I because I didn't know where to put this. Is, I was just wanted to talk about the items. So the only items in the game, at least that I ran into, were a wrench. That was your melee weapon that you start off with. A pistol that um was 
mediocre. A shotgun and painkillers, that was basically your healing potion. That was it. Uh, really, really minimalistic. But, you know, these games, like Silent Hill, I think only had one extra weapon, if I'm not mistaken. Well, no, actually, I lied. It had a lot more melee yeah, weapons. I, I just thought of a really cool mechanic. You tell me if this has happened before in a horror game. Uh, where you're healing our painkillers, but the more painkillers you use throughout the game, the more psychotic you become, the more crazy stuff you see. So, like, if you were to play through the game perfectly, you wouldn't see, like, as many light flickers or twisting rooms or, you know, big... Like, for example, if you go through the game and there's an evil guy at the end of a hallway and you haven't taken any painkillers, you clearly see him hunched over a body eating it. But if you were to have taken a whole bunch of painkillers by that point, the room would be darker. You Maybe you can't see him. Uh, maybe like like you see He's it. like a giant werewolf. Yeah, yeah. Like it just gets crazier and crazier, you know? Yeah, it's called Bloodborne. Ooh, classic. <laughs> um, yeah, no, honestly, I mean, that's not a terrible idea. But yeah. I could... Kind of reminds me of some of the sanity stuff with amnesia and whatnot. Bloodborne as well. They have the, that type of mechanic. Yeah. Like so, the giant alien creatures that are like on the side of buildings that you don't see unless mm-hmm. you have so much insight or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I didn't even think about, about that. So, that's that's, yeah, that's the first game that came to my mind. Yeah, that's basically the mechanic I'm talking about, but just uh, slightly different use. Yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> Write yeah. that down. I'm writing that down. <laughs> I'm going to send it to this guy. I can physically game. see your hands, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> hands over here. <laughs> um, so, the... I guess I'll give one more positive thing. It's not a terrible effort for somebody who's a one-man team. Obviously, I wouldn't be able to do any better by myself. Um. You know, uh, you got to give him some props for making the game by himself and uh, take a shot at it, right? But let's jump into the negatives now. <laughs> if you're the creator of this game, please skip ahead. Yeah, if you're the creator <laughs> of the game. Um, you don't need to hear this, son. You did a good job, champ. I'm proud yeah. of you. <laughs> proud of you, boy. You did better than we could. So the game length is about two hours at absolute max. Like, and I'm talking if you take your time, probably. Like, I'd count the pieces of garlic on the ground. Yeah, you're counting the gloves of garlic in the corner and whatnot, right? Two hours, about. So, um, I believe I clocked in at an hour 40 and I was talking to the chat and doing my own thing, right? Um, and like Joe always says, I'm not very good at puzzles and this game does not hold your hand at all doesn't really tell you where to go doesn't really have any way to point you in a direction of what to do so you're kind of just like frantically walking around clicking on stuff just trying to find anything that is interactable um and it kind of goes along with the story so i honestly have no idea what it was really about basically it was like there's a tower over here. I'm going to check it out. And then you run into some random characters in the game that talk to you. 
like I said, it was a while ago. And then they allude to you being kind of like sick. And at the end of the game, you just kill yourself. Like you jump off the building. So I, Jesus. it's really weird. The, the guy was like, oh man, I really need to finish this project. I got other stuff I want to do. Yeah, pretty much. It felt like that. Um, because I can't really remember too much of it. And it was really vague. It, it's clearly not a good stunt, like sign for it. Right? I feel like he probably would have been better off doing something weird where it's like, Hey, I'm stuck in this tower and I'm just trying to escape and could have pretty much made the same game, like trying to find a key, trying to find ways out of the building. Cause that's essentially what you're doing in this is you're just trying to find your way around to wherever. <laughs> and you just could have made it going from like top to a building to the bottom. Right. Um, anyways, so let's move on to the monsters that look like hot garbage. Um, so the first enemy you run into looks like one of two things, basically like spam with arms or a giant turd with arms. <laughs> like it's really bad. <laughs> it's just like a brown blob with arms. That's all it is. <laughs> Um, another real nice, um, enemy is just a worm in the ground that kind of wiggles a little bit. <laughs> um, another one is like a brain with long brown legs. <laughs> it, it's just like a little pink blob with these really long brown legs. And then there's only one boss in the entire game. And it looks just like a whole bunch of random shapes smashed together. But they tried to make it look like muscles and organs by making it like red and putting pinks and, you know, those tones in it. And it looks like hot garbage. And on top of that, the um, this will go into the next like combat a little bit too in movements. But um, they have a weird like hit, hit stun in the game. And it goes for both the player and the enemy. So it turns into this weird game of like who hits who first, <laughs> right? Um, so the the boss, you you can literally kill the boss in like it doesn't even hit you. He starts walking, walks slowly. And if you just fire the shotgun numerous times, he gets stunned enough to where you just kill him. He doesn't do anything. It's really weird. Um, and. Like I said, combat-wise, you you can get hit and kind of almost stun yourself. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, just in case any listeners care, uh, you can look up back in 1995 and Google image search, and you can see most of the enemies he's talking about, and it is a, a glorious look uh, into the eyes of the creator. If, uh, How spot on am I? You're <laughs> really, really spot on. Like the the listeners don't even have to look up the images because they already know what they look like from your description. It's glorious. <laughs> I thought it did pretty well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there might be like another like an enemy or two, but they're just different plays on other enemies that we've you know I've discussed like just little variants. Um. But I guess the last thing I will discuss is like the combat movement, like I said. 
so this is honestly like everything I've talked about beforehand is, is something that I think could be overlooked if the combat and movement felt way better. So the problem is everything feels like you're moving underwater. So um, I actually counted my like I looked I looked back on the Twitch stream and I counted how long one full swing is with the with the wrench and it's five seconds from when you initiate the swing and you're able to control your character again oh my gosh five seconds like you swing make a sandwich swing eat the sandwich swing so that's a um, long time and like turning uh, and as you can imagine in a game so you got to remember tank controls back in the day, Resident Evil 1, Silent Hill 1, whatnot. Um, so if you don't know, um, I don't know how familiar you are with the Bravo. You oh, I'm very familiar. Tank After controls? I forced him to do it in Resident Evil. It's actually, <laughs> okay. it's actually superior, to be honest. It's much better um, for the camera angles Ex- that yes. they force you to do. Yes. So um, in, in the game, they... They do the, um, you know, tank controls. And the problem is when you press left, you start turning. But the thing is, you don't turn at, like, a pretty fast pace like you would in Silent Hill. It's, it's like, a third speed. I mean, it's painful how long it takes for you to turn. And I'm not even kidding. If you watch the stream that I did, within two minutes, I go... This is painful. Like, this turn is, is insanely bad. So basically, the game could be completed in, like, 10 minutes if you just sped up some animations. It, it really could be. Um, and the sad thing is, I honestly think, after all of the negative I've said, the game was sped up where they just fixed the animation issues. The game would probably be a solid little indie horror game. Um you know, just touch a few things up. Like, cause I feel like atmosphere and environment wise, like, you know, for a one man team, like he didn't do a bad job. It's just, it, it falls flat on his face. Cause gameplay is obviously a really big thing that draws you in. And it's just, it's the weakest part of it by far. So I don't know. I would not recommend picking it up though. Um, <laughs> I um, I forced myself so hard to get through it, like real hard, and it was painful. And I don't recommend it to anybody. We have to talk about limits, Brad. We we need to set up some limits for you. And uh, if if something gets too bad, too scary, too poorly made. You just gotta, you just gotta cut it off. You're, you're oh. so committed to the bit. <laughs> so, I wouldn't have I touched this you... game with a ten foot stick. All right, I, I literally, as I said, I based it based off of the pictures on PlayStation Store. It was on sale for like, probably like two, three bucks. Right? Why not? Let's do it. Um, the problem is, you get on Twitch, and. You got people like Joe over here, <laughs> and they're and they're harassing you, calling you big dumb. 
saying you can't finish anything without proving <laughs> them wrong, okay? <laughs> yeah. I made it through. Brad took Dude. so... What, what was the one Silent Hill game that you were, like, down in the mines? And you were, like, with the water? It was in, like, the trash. It trough. was Silent Hill... <clears throat> was it The Room? Dude. It was a PS3 game. I just realized... I don't know. But the... Brad was stuck here for so long, and I was like, why don't you just go hit that lever? And he's like, what lever? <laughs> it was... No, no, no. You're making it sound way worse. Than what it is the game was so dark that i couldn't see anything uh-huh. i don't know if it was coming up brighter on the obs or whatever uh-huh. but it was almost impossible to see anything joe was like go hit that lever I'm like there is no lever it's like it's over there whatever i walked over hit x at a completely blind spot and it worked <laughs> And as soon he as I got out of like the area, two hours. it was brutal. <laughs> I can't really laugh at that because I know playing through probably Resident Evil, I'm going to get to a point where I just don't know what to do. And you guys are going to be like, do this thing. It's obvious. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I guess that makes sense. I don't I don't care. Like if it takes a while and stuff, the, the problem for me isn't like when it's puzzle orientated, like it's frustrating. Yeah. But it's when it's like the game, they just made it too dark and you can't really like, it's not even feasible. It's kind of like, yeah. um, when you play death loop, like, yeah. Oh yeah. If, if there is a lever in death loop and it's like, gotta go hit that lever. that's in the dark room that you can't do anything. And it's like, uh, <laughs> did they, did they finally patch that by the way? I haven't touched it since I have too much else mm. to play at the moment. And, yeah. My attention is elsewhere. No, let's let's be honest. It's not that you have too much to play. It's because you and Bravo are so addicted to League. Bravo about quit on me last night, so... Good. He can come <laughs> to me to the dark side and Diablo. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to get my werewolf through hell. Which is a statement. <laughs> <laughs> but we, um... No. Uh, being, being serious. Um, I do feel like right now there's so many games to play and such little time and we just for, keep for all getting of us. more and we just keep adding on and adding and on. we just keep playing the same two games League and Diablo <laughs> I just I can't stop myself it's, it's the comfort picks you know and then mm-hmm. we're about to have Ocarina on Switch and then it's just all downhill from there I just I literally just go back and forth it's like Hearthstone just pulls me back in every time. It's like, oh look at mm. these little mercenaries mode. Oh, piece of candy. <laughs> yep. And then and then I'm like, eh, I'm sick of this. And I go off and I'm for like a month I'm playing something else. I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. Playing other games and everything. Enjoying like, life. And they're like, hey, by the way, is this expansion coming out? And I'm like, oh my oh, piece God. candy. Yep. And here I am back at it again. I can't wait to know life soda again for the eight hundredth time. <laughs> And watch Brad get yeah. through it for his first time. It will be nice to... Uh, I'm going to give it one playthrough at least. Uh, I'll speedrun it. Yeah. It's gonna be, I'm going to get through it's it be good. as fast as possible. Prepare yourself, Joe. I have a, hey, no guides for the water temple. I have a gray area in my mind. Even though I've beaten the game, I have a gray area when it comes to the water temple. I don't remember how I get there. Or what happens ex- like directly after the water temple? So, 
Well, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure once I get the controller in my hand, which is wireless, by the way, uh, and like enjoy the game, I'll be like, oh, I forgot too. Are they available to order? I don't know. You better find out. You better order three. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Um, So here's my memory of The Legend of Zelda. And then we're getting really off topic for horror stuff. But. yeah, hold on, back up. Ocarina of Time, those like faceless dudes that are in town that scream. I don't remember the exact name for them at the moment, but those things gave me nightmares for so long as a kid. Nah, bro. The first time you're out in the wilderness when the sun goes down, oh boy. Oh boy. The old skellies. I, that's where I pooped myself <laughs> for the first time as a child. Like or, a revolving day-night cycle? It got dark. What am I supposed to do now? And then it's like, boom, there's enemies. It's like, oh, sh- Oh, snap. Yeah. Um, you know what? Resident Evil has never made me cry. Uh, Dead Space has never made me cry. Back in 1995, I want to cry, but I haven't. <laughs> Ocarina of Time, you bet your bottom dollar I have cried. Okay? I... I will buy back in 1995 <laughs> for you, Bravo, just to see you cry a little bit. Hmm, that's interesting. I'll cry whenever I get the notification that I that it's been received, uh, because somebody <laughs> lost three dollars or ten dollars. <laughs> but I will not be playing that game. <laughs> you have to play it. I will. We just play keep it. piling games on, and Bravo, we're like, Bravo, yeah. you got to play this for Halloween month. And he's just like, guys, he's like four right, rows of the game. All right, guys, how about this? For every game you give me to play, we watch in series the Halloween Town movies. Which okay. Are, which are garbage. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> I, I actually, I keep memeing about it, but like, I don't know how many of those movies they have so far, but I remember... Going to my mom's and my niece and nephew were watching a thing called Halloween Town, but I did not recognize any of it. And apparently they have continued to make movies for it. And I was very confused. I thought there was like two. <laughs> I don't know, but I did not recognize it. Uh, I d- I'm not even going to look it up either. I don't care. But uh, anyways... Do you have anything further to say about back in 1995? No, not that I can think of, but... Uh, Outside of don't play it. If, yeah. I, I, would, love, I would say I don't love play I love ending the main bit of the podcast of, I don't recommend this. Um, <laughs> I... So here's the thing. I would <laughs> not recommend it, but... You gotta have the right mindset. Like, are if, you gonna... Yeah, go ahead. If it goes on sale enough, I would love to buy it for both of you to see <laughs> both of you play it and to feel exactly what I'm saying. So then you can come back to the podcast and be like, dear Lord, it's worse than he even said. <laughs> <laughs> can, can't you share stuff from your library? I have it on PS4, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, right, right. Um, yeah, I was I was playing something else on stream and... I went on the store, saw it was on sale for as cheap as it was. I'm like, hey, I'll give it a shot. Boom. Right on the rabbit hole. 
Mm. Yep. Yeah. So that's all. Well, before we end it, let's get a quick one to ten rating for each of our games here. Brad, <laughs> give us a start. Uh, I would give it about a three. <laughs> Solid our best three. rating so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe Bradley? even a two point five. Dead space. Even with the fact that it's a two thousand eight game, I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it an eight. The story's great, the UI is great, the uh ambiance is great. They could have done a little bit better, uh, but it's really an amazing story, amazing game. I, I really want to finish it and make it to the next one. And I'm not even going to look stuff up. I don't know what Joe means by the third one being hot garbage, but I'm just going to play it. And we're going to see what everybody's talking about. Fair. Well, for Visage, I'm going to give it a solid eight and a half. I think it's a horror game that's Basically, a must-play for fans hey, bro, of the genre. It's not a it's not a competition, but if it was, I'd give Dead Space an eight point six. How about that? Hmm? Yeah, <laughs> I would give baby. I would give Dead Space <laughs> probably a nine. So yeah, back in nineteen ninety-five, thirteen out of ten. <laughs> Want to let you guys so know. bad it went over the cap. Yeah. <laughs> went right on over. It's so amazing. <laughs> It's so bad it came back around. Got that perfect score. <laughs> uh, surpassed everything. <laughs> Anyways, folks, thanks for uh, enjoying this episode with us. Uh, you can yell at us at Twitter and vision underscore org. Uh, we're pretty frequent tweeters at this point. I'm having fun uh, poking the bear, different stuff. Uh, you can email us with business inquiries or, you know, personal stuff, information, social security numbers, whatever, uh, at envisiongamingpodcast at gmail.com. You can comment on the YouTube. I really like seeing the the new comments uh, under the YouTube videos. That's really cool to see actual human beings comment stuff. YouTube's algorithm is actually really good at catching bots. So we see the bots, but nobody else does. It's pretty funny. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, you can join the Discord. We got the link tree below every description of uh, videos. You can go to Spotify. You can do all kinds of cool stuff. You can embed it in your own website, like your business website. You can just put our podcast on your business website. That's pretty cool. <laughs> but anyways, have a good one. Catch you next time. I love you. <laughs> Bye, your mother. <laughs>